One of the most often discussed and debated issues about the Bible comes from the difference between the old law and the new law. The very fact that there are two different laws being discussed in the Bible is itself a major point of contention, and yet it should not be. It is very evident when you read the Bible from cover to cover that you are reading two different laws, one in the first half and one in the second, written to two different people for two different purposes. There was a law given to God's people in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel. And it was given to them to prepare them for the first coming of their Messiah. And that law regulated the things they could do and could not do to make them holy and distinct from the world around them so that they could be spiritually fit for when the Christ came into the world. Well, now we come to the New Testament era in which we still live today, the era of Christ. And we have a new law given to us, one which is designed for a similar purpose, but just critically different in enough ways. It's designed not like in the old law to prepare us for the first coming of Christ, but rather it is designed to prepare us for the second coming of Christ. And there are commandments and there are, there are um, pro prohibitions given in this new law of Christ, which are designed to make us a holy and separate nation, spiritually speaking, as Peter calls us in 1 Peter 2.9. We are the spiritual nation of God today in the New Testament, awaiting the second coming of our Messiah. Now, when you say all that and you present the scriptures that paint that picture, it becomes very obvious, and yet there are still questions and contentions that arise because of that. And one of the most critical ones comes from the idea that people will say, well, why did God give the Old Testament in the first place then? Or why was there an old law given at all if he's just going to give a different law, a new law, better law, as it's called in the book of Hebrews? If he's just going to give a better law in the New Testament, why give the first law in the Old Testament? Thankfully... The Bible gives us the answer to that very question. In Galatians 3.19, Paul says this, Wherefore then serves the law? In other words, what was the point of the law? What purpose did it serve, the old law of Moses? And he answers, It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it is ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. There are some key words to keep in mind when you consider this verse. What was the purpose of the old law? And Paul says it was added. Wherefore then serves the law? Well, he says it was added because of transgressions. Because of transgressions until... U-N-T-I-L. Until the seed should come. Seed. That's another one. Seed. To whom the promise was made. Promise. And it was ordained by angels in the hands of a mediator. The law of Moses was given through the, the, the power of God, through the human hands of Moses, the mediator of that first law. But why was that law given by Moses? The law was added because of transgressions, until the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Now, let's try to unscramble this and understand the answer to the question. What was the point of the old law? Paul says that it was added. Added to whom? Who was given the old law? The nation of Israel. You find out in the book of Exodus when God gives the law from Moses to the people. But it was added to Israel for what purpose? Why did God give the old law? Well, he tells us that too in the verse. It was added because of transgression. Israel kept sinning against God. They kept breaking God's commandments. Well, they haven't been written yet, so how could they be breaking them? Because God has a mind, and God knows what he likes and doesn't like, and God does not like to see his people sinning. The very, the very moment while God was giving Moses the law at the top of Sinai, 
Israel was at the bottom of that mountain, committing half the commandment, breaking half the commandments. They were committing half the sins, being pro prohibited in the first ten commandments. So, because of their perpetual sinning and their constant breaking of God's law, God wrote it down for them, and He says, "This is what I expect of you. These are the things I want you to do and not do to prepare yourself for the coming of the Savior, who will wash away the sins that the law is pointing out." That's the thing about the old law of Moses. The old law couldn't take away their sins. All the law could do was tell them what to do and not do. And they broke the law continuously. But even if they kept the law perfectly, it still doesn't take away their sins. Because they, they still had already broken the law by the time God gave the law. So they needed to do something, or they needed to have something in addition to take away their sins. But we'll get to that in a second. The old law, though, was added to Israel because of their transgressions. It was added until... Which means that the law has a stopping point. The old law of Moses had an expiration date implied. It had an end point in the mind of God. The old law was added until when? He says until the seed. Who's the seed? Thankfully Paul tells us that too in Galatians 3. He tells us the seed is the seed of Abraham who is the Christ. Christ is Abraham's seed. We read at the end of Galatians 3. Christ is that seed that God promised to Abraham. Ah, there's the promise. The promise made to Abraham. God told Abraham that if you are faithful to me, and if you follow me, that I will make from you a great nation, which will have members as many as the sands of the sea or stars of the sky. Well, through Abraham came Isaac and came Jacob and came 12 tribes. But they weren't as many as the stars of the sky. But through the one particular seed of Abraham, who would come out of those 12 tribes, who would come out of the tribe of Judah in particular, through that one seed of Christ came a great and mighty kingdom of Christ, whose members encompass Jew and Gentile alike. The, 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 uh, the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the male and the female, there's, there's no difference. In fact, that's what Paul gets to later in this very chapter, Galatians 3. But so notice how here Paul breaks down exactly why the old law was given to us. He says it was added to Israel. It was added to that nation that was just being formed there in Exodus because of their many transgressions. It was added until, implying a stopping point, the seed should come, who is Christ, to whom that promise was made. Whom was the promise made to? It was made to Abraham, but by extension to them, Israel. God made a promise to Abraham and his descendants, Israel, that a Messiah was coming. And so to prepare you for that coming Messiah, you need a law. A law that will regulate your goodness and badness. They will tell you this was good and this was bad. Do this, you shouldn't have done that. The problem with the old law, the, the, the limitation of the old law, was that it couldn't take away their sins. Thankfully, the Christ came. And when the Christ came, we no longer needed the old law. It, it served its purpose. It lasted until the Christ came. And now the Christ has come. And so now that Christ has came, he has given us a new law through which our sins can be taken away. Because Christ is the taker away of our sins through his blood. And so now we have a new nation, as many as the stars of the sky, its members comprise. And that's still a metaphorical expression, I think we understand that. So we have this new nation of Christ, given a new law of Christ, in preparation for the second coming of Christ. This one was for the first coming. We now wait for the second coming. And so we needed a new law to govern us, to regulate us, to make us holy and distinct from the world around us, just the way Israel was holy and distinct and unique from the world around them in the Old Testament. That's the purpose of the old law.
So I don't subscribe to the idea that we need to live by the Old Testament anymore. We don't live by the Old Testament anymore. We're not waiting for the first coming of the Messiah anymore. We're waiting on his second coming. And he's given us a new law, a better law, in fact, it's called in the book of Hebrews. We're waiting on a law that will take away our sins, or we following a law that will take away our sins through the Christ that we're waiting on to return, to take us back with him forever. That's the purpose of the old law, and by extension, the reason we're given a new one. Thank you very much.